0: a hand. It's now my privilege to introduce Pastor Mark. I know he's got a great word on his heart. Let's give him um, a big hand as he comes. Okay. Thanks, fresh. Thanks, Presh. Do you like that? So, there, there you go. Hey, guys. I know the first thing all of you guys are thinking. I'm quite prophetic, so I actually know what you're thinking. You're admiring my shirt, aren't you? What 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 you don't know. And I found this out when I bought this shirt last week in Miranda Fair in the Sutherland Shire in Sydney. We live just just north of there. We don't live in the Shire. If you're from the Shire, we love it dearly, but we're just fairly thankful we don't actually live there. But, but we, we're not we're not from the Shire. I found out that this shirt comes with matching shorts. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got a mental picture, haven't you? So, so anyway, so, so here I am. I, I only worked out later. I should be insulted by the shop assistant. I'll get to that in a minute. But the shop assistant, when I'm buying this shirt, just says, oh, hey, guys, So j- j- just says, um, oh, hey, guys. <laughs> I recognise all of you. So, All right, very cool. Um, just, just says to me, um, you realise you can get matching shorts with this? <laughs> and, and I just was aghast, A-G-H-A-S-T, for those of you that are ignorant. So I was, I was aghast at this whole thing. I just... Surely no one would buy the matching sets <laughs> and wear them together. Her comment was this, have you not been to out in Cronulla recently? So... So I didn't say that, she said that, but I was insulted because I realised that I must look like a middle-aged Anglo and she thought I was the type of person who would (laughs) buy matching shorts. So if you ever see me wearing matching shorts, please put me down or do (laughs) something to me because I've I've, I've passed it. All right. so um, I've crossed over into into the dark side. Here's a sentence you don't often get to utter. This is, this is just sort of anecdote time. The other day, when I was talking to John Bevere... The, the other day, when I was talking to John Bevere... I, I, I know what you're thinking now as well. You're thinking, which conference were you at? Which green room were you in? Which event were you at where you were talking to John Bevere? That's what you're wondering, isn't it? Yeah, Mandy's wondering that, so... I was in my job, <laughs> two of you, I was in my job at the tax office and I get a phone call from hi this is John Bevere from John Bevere International Ministries from Colorado Springs, Colorado wanting some help with their ministry's tax files so, so there you go. So that was my random encounter with John Bevere. I got to correct some theology and we moved on it was a really good Good morning for everyone it was it was fantastic so yeah so anyway so there you go so there's there's a couple of things uh thanks sarah for just um leading us in just recognizing that sometimes we just need to close out a season and we need the spirit of god to do that sometimes hey because the plan of the enemy and sometimes just because of where we've been we can end up tied into a season longer than we ought to be Ecclesiastes 3 says that there is a time and a purpose for every season. Sometimes even when the purpose for a season is done, we can still be locked into it because of what we've been through or because it was traumatic or because it's just, it was just so intense. So I believe in Jesus' name today that for any of us who've been locked in a season longer than we need to be, they'll be freed from it today in Jesus' name. Whatever needs to happen in our spirits, our emotions, our hearts, our mind, our emotions, Father, may they be dealt with. May you do what only your Holy Spirit can do, which is just to minister grace, liberty, deliverance. I, even now I speak healing for those hearts are a little bit broken. I, I speak a grace and a strength for those that are just leaking a little bit. And Father, I just thank you for your Holy Spirit just releasing us, Father, from the previous seasons, moving us into the season ahead, in Jesus' name. We also have a very holy, sort of lovely Christmas tradition like Lapani and Sarah do. Our movie that we watch is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> who, who, who likes that film? Even some of you young ones know it is the best. I don't know talking animals. That sounds boring. National lampoons that's, that's fantastic. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is the bomb. If you've never never watched it, it is just the best, and it just reminds me of just our Christmases. So it's just that's just perfect. So there you are. That's our family tradition every single year. Um, we are, we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions in a minute, but um. <laughs> Liz and I got to the, the end of last year, which I, I remember um, just talking to people at the end of last year and the different churches and ministers we were connected with and all that. And just really, if you could use a swear word in describing a year, you probably would have used that in relation to 2016. It's because we're in church and it's being recorded. I'm not going to use that word. If we're in church and it wasn't being recorded, I might. <laughs> don't, 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 don't dare it. But um, we, we, so we, got to the, we got to the start of this year and thought we will never, ever do a year like we did last year. So 2017, we're never going to do another year like 2016. And, um, and so anyway, we get four days into the year. So I'm already working full time with a, almost a two-hour commute each way to work. We're doing church, we're doing network. We're both studying pretty much full time as well, just to get our quals up so we can work. It's been a big 2016. Right, New Year's resolution. We're not going to have another year like that. That, that sucked. We're not going to do another year. Like that. Four days in, I get a phone call from the senior pastor of the Wagga church who we're responsible for, and says, "I'm done. I'm, I'm, I think our time's finished. We're out." And I'm going, "Uh oh. <laughs> we, we've we we've got no we've got no pastors and no leaders." And so so we were, you know we had we chatted it through. We we talked about it and released them to, to, to go and find the next things that were going to be better for their family. It was a whole bunch of things with that. It was all 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 good and done properly. But the end of it all, as Liz and I prayed about, it. this affects you guys and Tom and Amy and Sharon and we'll talk through some of that a little bit this morning, but as we um, as we talked through that we really felt God say no, um, we're, this, this church needs to keep going and so what that meant for us was that we ended up taking on this church um, at the start of the year and thank God for Shaz and Tom and Amy who as a team are going to be looking after that church from next year on and I'm just, I'm going to diet from sorry from january we're still next year on so yeah so you two and you you're way too confident and familiar here so this is a man of god up the front here this morning Um, so yeah so go, bless you my son it's all it's all good um um where was i oh thank you guys you guys as a church have faithfully been giving us a hundred dollars a week as reach australia so Every week, you on Monday, normally, we get $100 um, that comes in, just in support for Reach Australia and what we're doing in planting churches as a, as, a, as a ministry around Australia. And to be frank, that $100 meant that um, Liz and I, and at a different time, Sharon, w- was able to actually get to Wagga once a month and actually just keep that church going until God actually made it clear that it was going to be Sharon and Tom and Amy who are going to be looking after that. So I want to thank you guys for your generosity and for the way you've sown in just letting you know that's what that's where that money goes every time we'd go it would cost that much in petrol accommodation and food and a whole bunch of things so thank you guys for your faithfulness in that so we said we're never going to have another year and then we end up with more who knows god's mean have you ever noticed that all this love of god stuff i'm not sure it's actually true um, so, so 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 we end up with more uh, and so we've, we've got through the year we're semi-sane But this is my resolve for for next year my resolve after the last few years is that we've got to learn to have fun again it's a very simple pragmatic thing and maybe this is some of you guys here as well we we have to rediscover what it is just to enjoy um and and have time to enjoy some things we can't keep going at a hundred percent all the time because it wears us out and we lose our joy and who knows if you haven't got much joy it ain't real attractive I'm just working so hard for Jesus. Well, good on you. Uh, why would I want to be like you? So 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 for us, we we our resolve is that this year we will be a season where there's there's joy restored. Not that it wasn't joy. This year we've had two grandchildren born, it's been great. We had a daughter, son-in-law get married, it's been a fantastic year in so many ways, but my goodness, we got to the end of it tired. And we don't want to be this tired at the end of next year. And so that's, that's our sense for this year is there'll be a, a joy that we discover as we go through the year. All right. Where are we up to here? we are. All right. Okay, some questions for us about last year, this year. Have we grown? Have we matured? Have we become more effective? Have we become more fruitful? Or was it just another year? And what I want to speak about this morning, I believe, is just going to set something up for us in, in these areas that I'm talking about this morning. When I, when we, who knows that when we come to New Year's Eve day, whatever you call it, because Eve means evening, guys. So it's not really New Year's Eve because it's not after six o'clock at night. So it's New Year's Eve day. <laughs> all right? So thank if you want to get it correct, all right, New Year's Eve day <laughs> So is, is the correct... It, it sort of rolls off the tongue it's really helpful but what we do is we make we come to tonight and and if you've been on the you'll be you'll be even you'll be you'll be making these great pronouncements oh god i give you my all next year oh god i just give you my whole heart oh god i'm yours take me and we make these grand sweeping resolutions at the end of the year here's the thing god does not want your all God does not want your all. The title of this message today is The Power of the First. The Power of the First. Oh God, I give you my whole heart, all my heart is yours. Really? What about your spouse and your kids? They don't They get anything? Does God get it all? Oh God, I give you all my finances, all my money, they're yours. How are you going to live off the generosity of others oh god i give it all to you god does not want our all turn with me to genesis chapter four starting in see riley's actually you can tell riley's off, off out of the flow you know i've been thinking that for quite a while but he's really because normally he'd take the bible verses down and have them ready on the screen didn't even ask you this morning just he's just he's not with it so you can, don't you reckon he's just thinking he's just yeah so oh thanks Riley it's been been great this morning um Genesis 4 verses 3 to 5 so God doesn't want our all but this morning I believe there's some things that that God does want from us that are going to actually open up heaven over this church and over our lives for 2018 all right doesn't want our all but there are some things he does want Genesis chapter 4 So we're going right to the beginning, Cain and Abel. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected interesting story hey let's 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 sort of um, imagine this for a little bit who knows we can sometimes read things and not really actually think about let's let's imagine this story just for a little bit where's Tom see he's pretty good still (coughs) oh there you go all right um, so let's paint the picture here Cain brings in all of his harvest so he's got his fields planted oats, wheat, barley, whatever, he, he, he brings in his harvest and then he takes some of it, just this bit here, looks good, God, you can have that. So Cain brings everything in and then gives God some, the Bible says. All this is mine, here's your bit, God. This is what Abel does, it's a little bit different. I suppose, in a way, what Cain was doing was giving God the leftovers. It's all here, it's all mine, you can have this little bit. I I believe, probably, it's one of the biggest battles that the Church is going to face in this next season, is a group of people who want to give God their leftovers. They're so busy, look, we see it in Sydney a lot, we're so busy, we're working so hard, because you've got to pay large mortgages, large rents, you can be easily paying $600 to $1,000 a week just to rent, So you have to be working really hard, you have to be earning good money and you have to be willing sometimes to commute an hour and a half to get that. It just means by the end of it, there's not much left. And and so the the battle for us as a church in Sydney and probably for all churches is is this tendency for us to give God what's left when we've done everything else. And I, I think this is probably what Cain was doing here. He was giving God the leftovers. But Abel says something different about Abel. It says he got, brought God the best of the first fruits of his flock. So, what does God actually require? The first and the best, not everything. He requires the first and the best. So, let's picture Abel for a second. Before all the flocks were born, before all the pregnant ewes gave i'm so rural um, gave gave birth abel has decided that the first fruits before i get it all the first things that i get are rightfully god's and if you look through the bible there's a principle called first fruits everywhere through the bible where god would always get the first And, and i believe that if we can be asking god god what does it mean for me this year To be giving you the first part, I believe it's going to actually open heaven over households, over this church, over individuals' lives. Rather than giving God some, what would it mean for you and I to give God first? Not only that, it says this, that Abel, i will get the actual wording right, Abel brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn. What does that mean? It means Abel went to the effort to look at the lambs, the goats, whatever they were, and actually made a decision which were the best. He, he actually was intentional. He put effort in. He just didn't say, God, here you I have some. He actually made a decision and said, this is the best portions, and therefore, God, they're yours. What would that look like for us? What would that look like for you and I if we made a resolution today? that in this next year whatever it looked like for us God whatever is first is yours and whatever is best is yours or else we can end up feeling like Cain just like something's not quite right with me and God we don't do it to get right with God but if we can learn to do the best and the first the favour and grace of God I can guarantee you Will flow into your heart into your life into your household so moving on from this I want to talk about the first and the best in three different areas of our life first area time that's fairly fairly sensible Sunday is the first day of the week um, what a great way to start it you guys are incredibly holy you realize you're to be here on a Sunday morning in the middle of holidays, I'm, God's just thinking, wow, you guys are amazing. Um, so, but, but there is a principle with Sunday morning, it's the first part of your week. Sharon meets Sunday night at her church in Kendoble, and it's not particularly holy because of that, but, but, but there's something to be said. Actually, let's come into Sunday morning with the sense of, actually, this is not the end of a busy week, this is the start of the new And it actually will set our week up a whole lot differently. If we come to church thinking we need to recover from the week we've just had, we'll actually miss what church is actually meant to be about. It's the first day of the week. It's it's where God gets the first part of our time that actually sets up something for us to walk in during the week. And the words that he speaks and the spirit that you encounter in these times on Sunday morning is actually going to set something up for you in the week to come. If we will give God... The first of our time Money's fairly obvious um, you know the the lambs and the crop that's first before even me the tax man how about that a pastor and a tax collector at the same time <laughs> my goodness I've had other famous people's tax accounts come through my desk but I'm not going to tell you and I'll tell you privately later on for a small fee so anyway so so yeah, not this Yousef, Yousef board's account came. So anyway, that's, that's another, another, another thing. Um, so let's, let's recognise that God gets first dibs on what comes in for us during the week. The, the first, first thing that comes in. Last one I want to focus on and maybe just focus on it a bit longer. It's not quite as obvious. Is that God wants the first and the best of our energy and our effort. So together energy it's not energy and effort because that would be four things it's energy slash effort so it's three all right so for you pedantic people there you are i shut you up before we even got there so energy slash effort number number three and we know this first seek first the kingdom of god what seek what first seek first the kingdom of god above all else and live righteously and he'll give you everything you need there it is seek First, sometimes we miss the very first word in that verse. Seek. Seek. I think sometimes we think the kingdom of God is just going to drop into our laps on a Sunday morning or at a conference or some other thing. But here Jesus is saying, actually, what are we doing? We're seeking. We're searching out what the kingdom of God looks like. Sarah's message last week was so good as she spoke about heaven opening over earth and just um, the connection between the two. But seeking, I wonder, have we lost the art of seeking? Do we want everything pre-packaged in a book, at a conference, Sunday morning? Or, or have we forgotten what it is to actually seek after God, because here's the thing, seeking first takes energy and it takes effort. And if we haven't got any of that, we're just going to want someone else to feed us and show us where the kingdom is. May we seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. And, you know, you know Reach Australia is built on, on a bunch of young ministers who basically grew up out of this church and got sent from here. But the defining feature of every single one of them, without exception, is they all knew what it was to seek God in private. They all knew what it was to wrestle with God in private. Who are you, God? This doesn't make sense to me. Help me understand this. Have we lost the art of seeking after God? Let me, you in, <laughs> let, let me put you in on a secret. You're going to need to seek the places and the situations where God is working, where the kingdom of God He's touching down, listen to this out of Luke 17, 21, sorry, 20 and 21. One day, a religious leader asked Jesus, when will the kingdom of God come? This tangible, clear, obvious thing called the kingdom of God. When is it going to come? We're looking for this discreet, clear object to come and touch down on the earth. This is what Jesus said. The kingdom of heaven can't be detected by visible signs. I like that. The kingdom of heaven can't be detected by visible signs. Oh, there it is. Really? Oh, The kingdom of God can't be detected with visible signs. You won't be able to say, here it is, or it's over there. It's in Donald Trump's America. We won't be able to say any of those things. This is what Jesus finishes by saying. For the kingdom of God is already among you. Other translations say in different places he's, the kingdom of God's within you. But I want to touch on this for a second. The kingdom of God is among you. I now know I'm allowed to use Star Wars analogies in church because Pastor Sarah did the same last week. So next week I'm going to start on my Quentin Tarantino analogies, but we'll stick with Star Wars for this week. Kill Bill's next week and um um, and Pulp Fiction, that's the one I was singing, I couldn't think so, we'll, we'll, that's next week. Um, there's, in the, in the last, latest Star Wars film, um, they actually discuss the Force. And one of the ways they discuss the Force, I don't know if you mentioned this last week, I tuned out for that bit, it was a bit boring. Um, the, um, one of the, it actually describes the Force as, as not just some object, but it's actually, it's what connects people to each other I thought what a profound thought because that sounds very much to me a little bit like what Jesus said here the kingdom of God is what among you which could just as easily be the kingdom of God is between you could it be we're looking for the kingdom of God in the wrong places when actually it is meant to be expressed among us between us from us I'm going to sort of bring it down a level in a second. Clearly, church is one of those places where the Kingdom of God touches down. Worship is another. Um, Last week's church was great, so stuff was being built. Well done, Rosie and Kirsty, who led the worship last week. Cool fun, cruisy worship this morning too. But in worship, and last week Rosie stretched us, if you were here. She sort of pushed us a little bit further to, to sort of push in and, and she let out confidently. Well done, Rosie. And she was trying to stretch something that we could actually tap into the kingdom of God in ways that maybe we haven't been used to so much recently. That was really cool. So, so worship is important. You knows? worship is a bit weird sometimes when you come to church. I remember, you guys know Tige, of course, Tige and Jody. When he started coming to church, he, um, <laughs> he started to seek after God remember talking to him because we were the pastors back then uh, twenty eight years ago, something like that and um, and Tighe said, "I really like listening to you speak oh, don 't like all that singing stuff and that, that was that was his experience at the time but I want to tell you now that in worship you 'll encounter the kingdom of God, and if you haven 't been yet it 's not, not because there 's something wrong with worship it 's because you haven 't perhaps learned the art of it yet so be, be led and learn as you go into sundays through that process so there's some obvious ways the kingdom of god comes i'm going to give you a couple of less obvious ones so what i'm trying to get to here is this the kingdom of god i like the song wonder we sung this morning it's it's, it's a bit more mysterious it's harder to find you have to seek it out find out where is god moving who knows sometimes we can go a certain direction and hope god blesses us as we go but what I've discovered is actually let God lead you and he'll lead you into kingdom encounters with people. We, um, in the tax office, I, um, I work for a company that's contracted to the tax office. It's in North Ride. And um, basically my, my job for most of the time I was there or am there is just basic, and now I'm doing debt recovery and a whole bunch of things, but just tax inquiries, helping people who've messed up their personal business tax or whatever else or don't understand it. Anyway, so we um, think about my work, it's an interesting place. Most of the employees um, are from Western Sydney, all right? So we live on the east, and if you know Sydney, there's a bit of a divide down the middle. Um, And so we're from the east, and, and then a lot of them from the west. Now, the interesting thing about that is you get to see every tribe, nation, every racial mix comes into work. The percentage of smokers is incredible, like seriously. I've never seen so many smokers in the one place in my life. It's about 300 people in the office. And the other thing you see is, is every person on the gender spectrum you could possibly imagine. So you just, it's the most eclectic workplace you can imagine. And um, anyway, so when I, when I first got, and here's, I, I have, just hear me out here. I'm going to sound really, close your ears Eddie for a second. I have the best Caucasian statistics in my team. The best Caucasian statistics in my team, um, because because Asians don't count when it comes because they're so fast and quick. And it's just it if they beat me, in the, it doesn't, I'm the best white person, best white person in my team. So there you go. So so anyway, so anyway, so the, the point 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 of this story is this. There's um. There's, there's a young girl when I first got recruited with a year and a half ago, and um, she's from Mount Druitt, and rough as guts. And um, and she's an amazing girl. But you cross her, even if you're the boss and you cross her, she would give you a mouthful publicly, and she would just go off with language and a whole bunch of things that like you'd never heard before. Anyway, so this... And, I like this girl. I thought, she's got spunk. She's... <laughs> I wouldn't want to have to leave her, but man, she's got spunk. And um, and so we, um, we just, you know, we just, you know, went throughout training together and got to know each other a little bit and um, just, you know, I started, started stirring at calling her Westie. Because, you know, she, she, every time I go out to Penrith to meet some of my West, sort of Western Sydney cousins, I'd ask if I'd be safe. Just she have any friends I could actually have escort me out there on the train and back and things like that and she'd say things like oh yeah you come out there we'll say we'll bash you we come out to you you say you're going to sue us with your lawyers so there's this big there's this big divide here anyway we so we, we you know we, we this this happened this this is about the kingdom of God remember and she knew I was a pastor and, and, I, and as soon as, as soon as you people know you're a pastor the way you treat them becomes really important because in some way you sort of represent God rightly or wrongly and it's really important how you treat people when they know you're a pastor Anyway, um, so we, we had a good relationship and her and I would vie for the fastest Caucasian in our team. Um, and so, so you, you have two screens, about 15 different apps, you have your headphones on and you're bouncing between apps and dragging and clicking and, and all that. So I'm, not, I'm proud of myself as an old fart that I could actually mi- I can mix it with the young ones, except the Asians, pretty well. <laughs> they might be good at computing, they they and cannot drive. Do not ever put an <laughs> put an Asian in a Mercedes. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> <laughs> this be recorded? No, it's not anymore. It's not. So, I love you, Eddie. Hugs. Hugs later. Anyway, after um, she left in February this year, and um, she um. she wasn't invited back to work for whatever reason so she had to farewell everyone from um from the work email and so she um she dropped us an email thanked the team leader and um haven't got the exact words but the next few lines were and I want to thank you Mark you're a legend Um, um, thank you for showing me that we are all truly equal no matter where we come from or the background that we grew up in that's the kingdom That's the kingdom. It's something that happens between us. How cool is that? I didn't know I was having such an impact on her. I was teasing her. You might have noticed, anyone I love, I tease. So, Eddie, you are the apple of my eye at the moment. So, (laughs) so, so, that's the kingdom, yeah? It's something that happens between... May we look out for those moments? We might not recognize them but there was something when i interacted with this with this young woman 22 year old when i re- interact I thought, there's something here there's I'm, i like this girl god was wanting something to happen there it's been really cool being here for the last i'm wrapping this up about five minutes be done it's been really cool being here this week just on holidays and catching up with family and rejoicing with john and Sofa, over the new little girl and, and a bunch of things catching up with these legends and that little elliot and all the others but one of the cool things has been, slightly dangerous, but one of the cool things has been catching up with people we knew, uh, particularly young people, just randomly in the street or at Coles or whatever. The danger with that is unless I've got Liz or Rachel with me, I don't know who they are. So, <laughs> so it's like, hi Mark, I'm going, Liz, who's that? <laughs> Rachel, who's that? And so anyway, so we, we've been just catching up with a couple of randoms and um, th- that were part of you know the previous season of church life. And each time, you know, one of them just said, oh, you know, uh, I've had a rough time. So a guy didn't treat me real well. And um, my comment was, do you want me to get him for you? <laughs> What's that? That's saying, you're better than that girl. You shouldn't have been treated like that. I'm gonna, I've got your back. That was, a, that was a little touch into the kingdom. It wasn't particularly spiritual. It was just me saying, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Done lightly. I'm sorry to hear that, but you're better than that lots of man hugs and things going on with others so look can i encourage us let's if we will put god first and if we will give him the best you watch him lead you into situations where the kingdom of god is wanted to touch down in people between us so wrapping it up may we rediscover the mystery and the wonder of the kingdom actually i believe as a church as individuals that's the season you're heading into you're already doing it, but more divine encounters. May your spirit and ears be tuned to expressions of the kingdom of God happening in the relationships all around us. Sarah touched on this last week, and I think I'll um, really leave that. All I do that. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right, all right I'll, I'll do it. Sarah, um, Sarah touched in last week on. Um, uh, when you know we first took on the church, that linking heaven and earth thought, powerful thought that the church exists to actually open heaven over lies, hearts, people. I want to read the, the Bible verse passage that that arose from. And um, it's out of Genesis chapter 28. Just take a few minutes. It's a, it's a longish one. Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and travelled towards Haran, at sundown, he arrived at a certain place. All right, got the picture. So, Jacob, is a long story, but he's sort of in exile, running away from situations. He's randomly journeying through the desert, just random. Oh, Riley, you're back in the flow, mate. It's been, took you half an hour or so, but that's pretty good, pretty good effort. So, so he stayed in a certain place, set up camp, it's random. Jacob had no expectation, he just wanted to sleep. Ever notice that sometimes God has encounters when you just want to sleep? When you're tired? When there's an agenda that you you want to work towards? Anyway, he he just falls asleep. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and lay down to sleep. As he slept, this is cool, he dreamt of a stairway that reached up from the earth to heaven... And he saw the angels of God going up and down on the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham, the God of your father Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. And he starts to speak promise, destiny. Just listen to this, or will just run through it for a sec. I'm giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust on the earth. They'll spread out in all directions to the west and to the east, the north and the south. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. What's more, I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I've finished giving you everything I have promised. What a good word. In this random place that Jacob wasn't expecting, the kingdom of God came. The kingdom of God broke out in ways. Jacob was just following and doing what he knew God wanted him to do. And randomly, the kingdom of God breaks out. Listen to Jacob's response. And Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it. I wonder how many moments we miss because we're not aware. And I pray today our awareness our eyes will open that as God gets the first and the best that that he will I can guarantee he will bring us into places where heaven opens over hearts and lives and that the kingdom among us can be expressed then he goes on to say I wasn't even aware of it but he was also afraid and said what an awesome place this is it's none other than the house of God the very gateway to heaven and I just sense as you know you guys were leading last week this is this is what this place is. It's a place where heaven touches earth. It's a place where people encounter God. And I've just got a little, just little word just to finish off. I think it applies to this church. And um, I'll leave this other, one other verse. I'll, I'll leave. Actually, yeah, what will I do? What will I do? Yeah, I think I can leave that. All right. Okay. just trying to work out how much to go with this. Um, Alright, I'm, I'm going to read the Seek First verse and I'm going to track with that Jacob thought. The Seek First verse, I'm going to read in the Message translation, just to uh, gives it a different slant. So, Seek First the Kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Uh, in the Message it says this, Steep your life, you know how you get a tea, it, what, what happens when you steep a tea bag? You, you steep your life in God-reality, God initiative, God provisions. Steep your life in it. Saturate your life in God reality first, best. Saturate your life with God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Put God first, give him your best. Things will look after themselves. He promises that's the case for you so when we come to what god is wanting to do and there's a strong sense last week of building josh and sarah as different ones led colin's communion talk was great your message was great rosie and kirsty like i said everyone's building some things last week the word i believe god has for this church just coming into next year it's out of exodus chapter 36 and the first seven verses i think it encapsulates where god is taking you guys as we learn to give god our first and our best. That's what it says. The Lord has gifted Bezaliel, Ohaliab and the other skilled craftsmen with wisdom and ability to perform any task involved in building the sanctuary. Wow. God has equipped a bunch of people, skilled craftsmen with wisdom and the ability to build what it is that God wants built in this place. Let them construct and furnish the tabernacle just as the Lord has commanded. So Moses summoned the two men and the others who were specially gifted by the Lord and were eager to get to work. Moses gave them the materials donated by the people of Israel as sacred offerings for the completion of the sanctuary. What did they use? The first and the best of the people. It was the first and the best of the people coming together with the skill of the team and the craftsmen to create something incredible. May that synergy happen in this place. May there be a synergy between the craftsmen who are skilled in building and constructing what God wants built. And may there be obedience and joy in the hearts of the people who understand what it is to give God the first and the best. Moses gave them the material, but the people continued. What a problem to have, to bring additional gifts each morning Finally, the craftsmen who were working on the sanctuary left their work. They went to Moses and reported, the people have given more than enough materials to complete the job the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave the command and the message was sent through the camp. Men and women, stop giving. Don't prepare any more gifts for the sanctuary. We have enough. So they stopped bringing their sacred offerings. The contributions were more than enough to complete the whole project. So I just believe there's something in that for you guys as a church. There's some skilled craftsmen here and there's some incredible hearted people here. May we understand what it is to give God first and the best in this season for each of us. That's going to be different for every one of us. So let's not make grand pronouncements tonight. Oh God, I give you my all, I give you my heart, everything. Let's not do that. Let's just really religious, let's just decide, even maybe this one. let's stand together as we wrap it up let's just decide this morning, maybe close your eyes or whatever, keep them open if you want it's okay, God does move more powerfully when your eyes are closed um, and let's um. okay, Holy Spirit, we just need you to show us for me, for my household what does it look like for 2018 for you to be given first and best. God, I want to give able offerings. I want those things that I give just to bless your heart. I want heaven to smile on me. I want your favour. I want your grace. Lord, I want those kingdom encounters where I'm just walking through life and God you open up a door and there you are working and moving. So Lord Jesus and the other sense I have is I don't think there's going to be massive great sweeping changes that God wants to bring this morning, I think there's just some tweaking, some awareness. And I think that sense of Abel just going through and actually taking the time to actually select the best, that's a good image for some of us here this morning. What does it mean for me to take the effort and the time to actually just make sure that what I'm giving God is, is my best and my first? So Lord Jesus, we thank you for today. And I just thank you, Father, for this church, this body of people, for those that are visiting, for those that that fellowship here normally. And I just speak life over every single one. Father, I pray you bring clarity for them. I pray for every single person, visitor or not, they'll be positioned precisely where you want them to be to flourish, for their household to flourish, Father, and just to tap into that flow of grace that you want to pour into every heart and life. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome.